About this time, Jesus was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices in the temple. Do you think those Galileans were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee, Jesus asked? Is that why they suffered? Not at all. And you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. What about the 18 people who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? Were they the worst sinners in Jerusalem? No, and I tell you again that unless you repent, you will perish too. Then Jesus told this story. Man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it, but he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to the gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taking up space in the garden. The gardener answered, Sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. Did you know that every summer, uh, Pastor Alice and her students plant a garden in the front yard of the Edge House down by the UC campus? It isn't a huge space, but last summer the garden yielded over 50 pounds of fresh produce. Tomatoes, beans, peppers, zucchini. They typically use the food to supplement their nosh meals or just give it to students to take home with them. And up until recently, they had a compost pile that they used to cultivate the soil and feed the garden. But one year, Alice told the story about how some butternut squash seeds had happened to get into that compost pile. And when summer came, those seeds sprouted and grew into a mighty plant. Volunteer is what those plants are called. And this plant was legendary. The vine grew all over the yard and crisscrossed over the sidewalk so that students had to step around it and over it all summer long. It spread everywhere. And by fall, the volunteer had yielded a lot of squash. So much so that Alice eventually loaded them into boxes and sent them with the students to class to try to give them away. That compost squash plant is a story of determination and the power of life and bearing fruit. I love it. Quite different, though, than the story that Jesus tells in our gospel today. His story is about a fig tree that had been intentionally planted in a beautiful vineyard. It had been cared for and encouraged and given every chance to bear fruit, but it was barren. The owner of the vineyard had been waiting three years, and still not a single fig. He told the gardener to cut it down. I mean, why allow it to continue wasting precious garden space? And the gardener asked the owner to give the tree one more year so he could give it a little more TLC. He would, he would cultivate around it, and he would put manure on it, and he would 
They could then see if the tree would do what trees are supposed to do, bear fruit. Well, as Jesus tells this story, he creates a sense of urgency. There is one more year. The clock is ticking. There isn't an infinite amount of time to work with. And we are left wondering, what's going to happen? Will the tree bear fruit? Well, it makes sense that Jesus would tell this story of the urgency of the fig tree given the context of the larger conversation he's having with the crowd that day. Jesus and the crowd had been discussing two recent tragic events. Maybe they were on the headlines of the Jerusalem Journal that day. These tragedies had everyone rattled. And so someone decided to ask Jesus about them to see what he would say. The first tragedy was that Pilate had mercilessly massacred some innocent Galilean pilgrims who were in Jerusalem. We don't know why Pilate did this horrific act, but it is consistent with other reports of his tendency toward brutality. The other headline was a random accident that occurred when a tower collapsed and it killed 18 people who were underneath it, 18 people who were in the wrong place at the wrong time. The question the crowd seems to ask Jesus is this, is it because of sin? Was sin the root cause of these tragedies? Were the people killed being punished by God for their sins? And Jesus quickly and clearly says, no. Those people were not worse sinners than anyone else, including those gathered in the crowd that day. Jesus reminds them and us that we should not equate tragedy with God's punishment or to be quick to assign blame to those who suffer. Jesus says those victims did nothing to cause their demise. And then Jesus moves on and he uses this as a teaching opportunity to reflect on how precarious our existence is. The fragileness of life gives it urgency. We don't have an infinite amount of time, at least on this side of the grave. Just like the people brutalized by Pilate and the victims of the fallen tower, we don't get to choose the hour and the day that our lives will end. So how will we make the most of this day? How will we make the most of this hour? So to get the point across, Jesus tells the story of the fig tree. And the story is open-ended. Jesus doesn't offer a conclusion, which invites us to imagine that we are living in that year of grace that we are living in that time given one more year to see what will happen. And in that year, God is cultivating our lives. God is cultivating our lives with forgiveness and grace and love. And let me tell you, God is really piling it on, investing in us, tending to us, giving us some time of grace so that we will have an opportunity to do what we were created to do, bear 
fruit. Which, of course, we can't do on our own. We need to be cultivated. We need to be cared for. We need grace. We need Jesus. In John's gospel, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He says we need to stay connected to the vine so we can bear fruit. Maybe the vine that Jesus refers to himself as is a butternut squash. I mean, who knows? And Jesus is sending us all out over the yard to crisscross over the sidewalks to bear the fruit of God's love. And when we are connected to Jesus, that love is so prevalent and so abundant that people just keep running into it. They have to step over it. They have to step around it. And maybe eventually they will step right in it. Maybe the love we share, maybe God's love that we share will be so abundant that other people will be able to box it up and take it home. So where is there urgency in your life to bear God's fruit, God's fruit of love? I mean, the need is all around us. In the people that we encounter every day, people that we live with, people that we work with, people that we see in the stores that we go to, they are all in need of God's love. The need is all around the world. We see it right now in Ukraine. I mean, talk about urgency. So far, your fruitful response to that has yielded over $10,000 in gifts for Lutheran disaster response. I mean, now we're starting a a campaign for Hoops for Haiti. Haiti is a place where the need is constant and urgent. We support the Haitian to Moon Foundation, which has boots on the ground, so we know that our gifts become fruit that feed people. I mean, your generosity is a fruit of being connected to Jesus. And in this time of grace that we are living in, God is tilling your life. God is tilling our church so that we will be rich soil to bear the fruit of God's love for lives that are hungry for it. As far as bearing fruit that reflects God's work, maybe, hopefully, we will be more like the butternut squash rising out of Alice's compost pile than the fig tree in Jesus' story. I mean, I think we all can agree that the world can be a real manure pile at times. And as followers of Jesus, we can be that blossom of hope, that volunteer, that mighty, resilient plant that gives testimony to the power of God's resurrection life. Look, we don't know how the story that Jesus tells will end. Maybe because it is never ending, because God's grace is never ending. But we can write an ending for this hour. We can write an ending for this day. What fruit will our lives bear? What fruit will our church bear? 
How do we respond to the many ways God is cultivating our lives to do what we were created to do? Bear fruit. Not because we're afraid of being punished if we don't, but we bear fruit because we can't help it. God is investing in us. And out of that tilling, out of that fertilizing, out of that cultivating, we bear fruit, the fruit of God's love. Something for us to ponder and pray over. Amen.